0: Hello, this is uh, Chuck at Lazarus Recovery Podcast, and I'm coming to you with episode two. And this is going to be a little. No, I'm going to introduce some some routines that I'm going to do in each podcast as I try to invent things. Um, I'm working on the embed music is a little classical music, and um, we'll see how that see how see how that works. Um, I'm having a little trouble getting the, uh, getting the, the music bed squared away. But um, anyway, this is what we're going to do. This is episode two of Lazarus Recovery Podcast. And I'm going to tell a story, start with a story, and I'm going to add a little bit of uh, little sort of routine things I'm going to do in a podcast as I get started. Um, Just to update you, the first podcast, episode one, um, is live and um, it's not on the regular streaming channels, um, but it it is, um, I am sending it out to uh, my YouTube and um, Twitter accounts and it's on my website at uh, lazarusrecovery.org. Hopefully, as we get along, the number of episodes is going to be on Spotify and a bunch of those other places. So look for Lazarus Recovery YouTube, or yeah, Lazarus Recovery Podcast. And um, I do have a YouTube channel, but um, I'm going to try to integrate, integrate these into, into uh, YouTube as I go along. But for right now, I am going to introduce you to a, a standard thing I'm going to try to do. Um, I don't have all the pieces, but I want to sort of prepare you for for what I'm going to do. Um, what I'm going to do is, if I can find it, is I'm going to try to, you know, get uh, read a little scripture and um, and and talk a little bit about proverbs and uh, like as a normally be let me tell the story and i'll find the proverbs if i don't we'll gradually get this uh, coordinated a little bit um it turns out my my dad what i said i said my dad was a pastor and in his later 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 years um oh he was probably in his late 80s or 90 when my mom passed away and it, it's it wrecked him pretty good um but um he was he was living at a place in a place in uh, Needham, uh, residential elderly place in Needham, and we talked him into uh, writing a book because he he sort of always he was a wrote wrote sermons so he was always so he was a writing type guy. So we, we me and my brother encouraged him to start writing a book because he he always sort of wanted to do it and it's sort of a memoir too so. He got a little excited about it, and it, it helped. He had physical problems and stuff like that, and it was it was it was hard on him. So we got him writing a book, and he wanted to write on the holy on the uh, on a Trinity. Um, turns out, I found a, notes on it a, on a Trinity book, and I'm trying to convince my brother to let me write write something and use his notes to write a book on a, on a Trinity. But um, these these books were that this one book he was writing was on a trin- on the uh, Trinity and it was basically a memoir and one chapter was, I believe it was called At Medora Junction. My dad came from Indiana and in his childhood he lived in a small town in southern Indiana called Medora, Indiana and it um, was during a depression and it turns out that his parents encouraged him to 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 go to college at IU, and they scraped together the money so he could go to college at IU. And it was uh, it was it was a struggle for them, but he went. And in order he didn't have a car, so in order to get to Bloomington from Medora, he had to uh, thumb a ride. In those days, it was fairly common, and um, he'd thumb a ride from Medora to an intersection that was sort of part way to Bloomington and then he'd usually have to get out of one car and go to another and the place the junction was called Medora Junction at least he called it that and uh, the chapter in the books was fascinating just absolutely my dad was a good writer um, and he had a way of putting things and he equated the stops at Medora he'd get dropped off and he'd He'd wait, and um, he used to think about the Medora Junction was sort of a, a thing, like an, an example of his life, and the transitions of his life, and, you know, it was, uh, It was. He, he looked at it as a, a place to think and meditate on the changes coming up in his life and there are a lot of changes coming up in his life you know this was this was four years before he was he was born in 20s so he was uh, 1941 was he was 21 um so he was smack dab in the in the thing he finished college in uh probably uh you know, in the mid forties, you know, in a, but the war was still going on. Um, and so he was thinking about that. The war was starting to come on when he was going to college. Certainly things in Germany were going south and everything like that. So he was thinking about all that. And he was thinking about where his life was going and what was happening. And that was the theme of the book, you know. You know, the chapter on Medora Junction was him thinking about the changes that were coming up in his life as he started college. I mean, I had the same thing, you know, you go to college and in a strange sort of way it was the same thing because I went to college in 1964, I was a freshman in 1964. Well, I was, I was in college during, the, during the, 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 the gritty part of the, the Vietnam War. And I got a uh, deferment, but the deferment ended at the end of my college season, and I ended up going in the Navy for six years. But the thing was, it was a jun- at the junction, at Medora Junction, was such a wonderful example of considering transitions. And, and I, you know, I've often thought as I've worked on Lazarus and stuff like that that, that, you know, you know, the considering of the junctions of our life and the the interplays at the junction and which way to go and what there is to it and everything. I just love the symbology of it. And, um, you know, um, when I started a, a, a young, uh, an AA, not an AA, a, a faith group in a church that I was going to, the pastor Called me because he knew I was in recovery uh, and, and he knew I was sober. Um, and there was a guy that, you know, a, a, an addict, turns out he's an addict, who had attracted a bunch of people to the church. And it was, the whole front row was like 15 or 20 addicts sitting there. They all got saved and they were just full of zeal and enthusiasm. And it was a marvelous thing to see. But the guy that was leading them, he got hurt, and he, he just had chronic pain, and he ended up finally using drugs to take care of the pain, and the drugs, drugs led to a relapse. And the relapse tragically led, led to, you know, his, he died of an overdose, something very familiar these days. And Pastor Jack, you know was like just devastated by it. And he called me and he said Chuck is there any chance you could start something so that these people that are sitting in the front row have some place to go you know and so I started it didn't there wasn't much to it but it it was it was something and um you know it was called I called it Lazarus and um you know, I did did some stuff and met with people a little bit and stuff and there wasn't much response, but I sort of kept at it and it always stuck with me, Lazarus kept stuck with me. Hence, hence, I sort of named a lot of things, I named the sober house I started, Lazarus House. Um, but it was, it was during that thing, I sort of had that junction feeling um that medora junction thing when you come to a place and you you meet you meet and you you consider the options um i'm sober you know 47 years um i'm i've been through christian stuff and secular stuff and i've done a lot of stuff you know i taught at the bridge house for five years in framingham um i've, I've just done done a lot of different stuff in different ways with varying elements of success it's it's just a little bit of everything um one of the things i want to do in a podcast is is lead read a bit of psalms and i don't have it coordinated i'll try to add it here i'll get it written down for next time but you know i i took the guy a guy came with that first group and he was in the church and he was just uh, he didn't know what to do. he's a Christian um, he didn't want to go to NA he was like a Christian he didn't want to go to NA but you know they turned him on to me and I said, okay um, and he I, I took him around you know I think you know I, t- I think I took him maybe in an AA meeting maybe. You know, but uh, I wanted to stick sort of with the faith thing, because he was a he was a he was a pretty hardcore believer, and I wanted to take him to the faith thing. So I found there was a uh, a meeting in Revere. I don't know whether it's still going or not. Revere uh, Revere Mass, I think, was you know, someplace. I maybe got the town wrong, but it turns out that they basically all they did was read proverbs that's what they it was a it was a discussion meeting about proverbs AA meeting AA set meetings would read a chapter from the 12 and 12 and discuss it well this was they'd read some read some proverbs and have a discussion about it and that's what i want to do a little bit just a very very little bit you know read a, read a, a couple verses of proverbs and make a few comments because i've done that before you know, I ran, ran groups where that's, that was the, that was the pattern I had. I'd, 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 i do a lesson for the, for the group, for the group. And part of it was Proverbs. I, I'd run the lesson through in about 10 or 15 minutes. And then we'd have a discussion afterwards about it or anything else that was going on. I want to do a little bit of that. You know, it's just, uh, been there, done that, got the t-shirt. So I, I just want to do that, you know, you know, a little bit of Bible, um, and i also probably going to season it with a little bit of Big Book um, so that the faith people can understand a little bit. I want to teach a little bit about the Big Book, a little bit about the way secular people look. Because if you, you're going to understand recovery, you got to understand the history of AA and the history because the 12-step programs, even in the church, to Celebrate Recovery is a 12-step program. They've Christianized the heck out of it, but... Um, they, in order to make it legitimate for Christians, but it's still the 12 steps, still the original 12 steps that were uh, designed and, and, and written by, by drunks back in the day. So I wanna read a little bit of the 12 steps. I wanna read a little bit of Proverbs. Um, I wanna give both the faith people and the recovery people Something and I want to draw the draw the lines between the two, you know. Because I'm not trying to insult anybody, though it is my great skill. Um, I'm trying to give people some idea of of what all this stuff is. Um, you know, I'm trying to give give people an idea of of both sides so i want to give you a flavor of both i want to do you i want to do some some teaching that's that's uh and some stories that are very much like aa or na and i want to give some teaching that is very much you know bible bible based stuff and i don't want i i get it the recovery people are gonna just go oh my god the bible and this is rubbish and I can have my higher powers, I understand, I am not gonna get into that argument at all. Um, I'm gonna give you give plenty of time to explaining the secular programs, you know. And I'm also gonna explain that the AA came from a very, very hardcore religious background. Um, <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a lot of James in, in the stuff that uh, Bill W wrote. I mean, they they loved James. They were just really enthralled by James, and it had a great deal of influence about how they wrote, you know, all that stuff. How they wrote the book. It, they, the Twelve Steps are not an accident. The Twelve Steps are a direct result of the Twelve Apostles. I mean. You know 12 was a number and they wrote 12 steps they didn't have to write 12 steps they wrote 12 steps because it was a it was a it was a spiritual program i mean a lot of the people didn't want any spiritual thing but a lot of them were hardcore spiritual people and they just wanted that so that's where the 12 steps came they didn't come from the the bowels of any kind of uh, secular thing they came from the bowels of the bible um but you know it is what it is you know so i want to explain that a little bit i'm not trying to start a fight i'm just trying to explain to both sides what the other side's thinking a little bit you know um for the secular people i want to let you think about Medora Junction, you know, we are all at the Junction and, and considering what's coming up. Like my dad's sitting waiting for a ride at Medora's Junction, thinking about what was going to come next, college, you know, and then there was Hitler and a lot of thinking, you know. I mean, he went to, in college he went to ROTC, you know, you know, he came out an officer you know you know he probably started and you know he graduated probably 42 43 42 something like that well he ended up in the army you know so he was in the army um, and he was uh, probably in line for D-Day they assigned him to a, a white officer of a uh, a black service company, because there was, there was, there was no integration back in those days, and um, he transitioned out of that. I don't know the story, but he transitioned out of that, you know, after a while, and uh, they realized that he was a an accountant. He trained accountant, so so instead of D Day, he went to New York City to be an accountant, doing uh, contract negotiations and stuff like that. So he spent the end of the war in, in Manhattan uh, met my mom at Jones Beach on Long Island. Um, but he wrote all this in the book and um, he wrote about Medora Junction and Medora Junction was transitions and that's what I think that all this stuff about recovery and Jesus and everything like that, it is all about transitions. You know, it's all about coming to the fork in the road and wondering what the next step is. And that's what I want to talk about today is, you know, dealing with junctions. You know, I love to, you know, that's why I, I call it. You know, I call YouTube Lazarus Recovery, YouTube at the junction of faith and recovery. And I call Lazarus Recovery... You know, podcast at the junction of faith and recovery, because you know if you're in any kind of recovery, you're at the junction of your life. You know, I mean, it, it it's everything about what's going to happen in your life. It's 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 everything. If you're if you're uh, if you're struggling with drinking and drugs and stuff like that, you're you're at Medora Junction. You know, you can look down the one ray and see that things aren't going so good, and you got to decide, you know, which 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 way your thumb goes out. Do you go out and take a catch a ride on the on a on a, the drug express, or do you stick your thumb out and catch a ride to to Bloomington to maybe a church or maybe something or or you put your thumb out and go to AA or NA or something like that. A place you've never been, but a place that might be good for you. You know what that's, what's that going to be? You haven't ever been there. You're at Medora junction. You don't know, you know, it takes courage to stick your thumb out and pick a direction. And I want you to listen, you know, to the podcast and listen about the choices you have about which way to go when things are crazy, you know, I want to talk about denial. I'm going, talk, I'm going to do the AA talking about denial. I'm going to talk about faith. You know, I mean, coming to Jesus is no walk in a park. It's a jump, a jump out of a window. It's just like, oh my God. Um, and I did that. I jumped out of a window, and um, I found Jesus completely dependable. But this is about your junction your place where you're waiting and you're trying to figure out oh my god what do i do which way do i stick my thumb out which ride do i catch which 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 thing which train do i take you know and and what's the train like you know well lazarus recovery podcast is going to at least give you an idea you know if you go to youtube there's a million Million um, YouTube things on boot camp where people watch boot camp videos to figure out what the heck's going to happen so they can prepare themselves. They never had that when I went. It was like, you know, just uh, go catch the bus, go to Boston, get bussed to the airport, end up at uh, Great Lakes and have people yelling at you a lot. Um, didn't know where it was going to happen. But at the junction of faith and recovery, I want you to be able to look at the YouTube videos and get some idea of what this faith thing looks like, what the recovery faith thing looks like, and what recovery in general looks like. Or if you're in NA and AA, what happens if you stick your thumb out and go on the face side a little bit? You know what happens? What's that like? What's what's? I'm gonna have people on. It's gonna talk talk about it. You know, um, I'm going to have recovery people on it. have faith of varying kinds. You know, I mean, you're going to stick your thumb out, but where are you going to stick your thumb out to? I'll give you a little preview so you know, you know, what the choices are, what's the upsides and downsides. It's like, it's like YouTube, you go in there and say, okay, you know, I'm not going to go yet, but I, I want to look and see what the heck is going on. You know, like we bought an air fryer and I'm trying to figure out how to make it work. You know, so you want to find out if you're brand new, what if you stick your thumb out at Medora Junkie and you end up in Pentecost? You say, oh my God, I don't want to go to Pentecost. Well, I've been there first. I've been in Pentecost for a long time. Good, bad and ugly. I've been there. You know, I grew up in mainline, reasonably liberal churches, not as liberal now, but as, you know, um, I pretty much know that drill, um, and I can tell you what the current events in churches are, you know, what you're going to find if you go to various places, what's the theology look like, I want to explain the theology, so you don't have to go and say, I don't know what this is, um, you'll know what it is. I'll explain to you. I'll give you my prejudice, but I'll give you a little heads up that, that my prejudice is my prejudice. That's what it is. I'll tell you, I'm biased this way, but I'll explain the benefits of the other ones. I'll tell you the theology, the Bible, and stuff like that, and explain why I'm saying what I'm saying. But I'll I'll give you your choices, you know. Um, you know, I'll I'll explain the big book to you. I'll explain the steps to you. I'll explain some of the books that I I got, some of the good good stuff. I'll explain the prayer books and the thing. It's just like you know, like YouTube, the whole thing of like you know, how do you how do you run this or how do you do that? I'll explain how you run the faith thing a little bit. You know, I'll give you the choice. I'll I'll point you to the the the. the the manuals that'll tell you a little bit you know um, if you have questions about churches I'll answer those um you know I won't get a a big thumbs up from the churches because I'll tell you exactly what's going on you know I'll give you the spectrum of what happens so you're not disappointed but uh, I'll tell you about Jesus I'll tell you about the the whole thing you know the whole the whole thing that's going on and um what you can expect. It's like a, a video of a boot camp. I'll, I'll explain the whole thing to you. Everything that's going on, what you can expect, you know, uh, the spectrum of what you can expect, you know. So when you're at the junction, Medora Junction, you'll have an idea which way to jump. Um, and that's what La- Lazarus Recovery Podcast is, is, you know, at the junction of faith and recovery and um i'll have people on it will tell tell you about you know getting sober and getting clean you know i have a friend in vermont and um you know it's gotten to be a habit i i go i call him and i go up and i visit him once a year you know because i i've known them and his wife since i got sober you know (laughs) that's a long time ago um, that's a long time ago but he's a dear friend his wife is a absolute marvelous lady and um, you know i i value them both you know and uh and then once a year i go up there and visit and we we tell tall tales about all the stuff we that we did back in the day and all the stuff and i'll tell some of those stories you know you know a lot of people are dead And some people who aren't dead are almost dead. And um, some people, I don't know what happened to them, you know. But they're marvelous stories. It's like it's a bedtime story, a recovery bedtime story. Um, And I'll tell you stories about church people, you know. I mean, this last year, we've lost some absolutely marvelous people. It broke our heart, Um, uh, you know people die of stuff these days and uh and we lost some people that were unbelievable it was just it was crushing to lose them um but you know they were marvelous to me in a desperate time Um, i'll talk about that what's it like to be in recovery or in faith when stuff happens what's the what's the good the bad and the ugly of that you know um that's what i want to talk about you know, I want I'm to do Bible Be prepared, I'm going to do Bible You know, I've, I've done that before You know, I have a lifetime of doing that You know, in, sort of interweaving faith and recovery together You know, sort of giving you inoculation of, of Bible um, You know, a little bit at a time So it doesn't get uh, too overbearing But that's what I want I want to inoculate you both against each other, so that you can have a reasonably decent conversation with each other, and and not have a have a a, a fit over over things, you know. In other words, can you talk to a Pentecostal without losing your stuff, you know? And can you talk to a liberal Christian if you're a conservative Christian, and can you talk to an AA person without completely putting him off, you know, and can, and can the AA person talk to a CR person who is obnoxious and not lose their lose their stuff over it, you know, can, can, I, can I teach people to have an ear to listen and not an ear to just mouth off? You know that's that's the thing I want. That's the thing I want. I want to give you information. You know, I want to give you arguments for Jesus, obviously. But you know, I want to give the church arguments for some of the marvelous traits and habits of people in AA. You know that that could be could make a big difference in church people. You know, you 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 gotta you you got to know both sides of it and that's obviously what I'm doing so you know this is uh Chuck at Lazarus Recovery Podcast this is episode number 2 and I'm probably going to title it Medora Junction which nobody going to understand but I'm going to title it Medora Junction and however those things do, maybe on my website, when this thing shows up on the website, I'll, I'll add to the, the, uh, the blog the, uh, so the, the, the information about the book. Um, but, you know, uh, later on, I'm gonna try to get a copy of the big book and do a reading out of the big book. And I'm gonna get a copy, a hard copy of Proverbs and do a, a reading out of Proverbs for each episode. And uh, so, a little bit of recovery and a little bit of Bible, and hopefully, we'll get so that we don't don't want to kill each other over this stuff. But this is Chuck, your host at Lazarus Recovery Podcast, and I wish you the best for the recovery people. Don't drink and go to a meeting. For the faith people, He has risen, and this is Chuck. And have a good day.